This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June 30th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how you doing? I'm, I'm here and there, but yourself. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing all right. We're, uh, we, we don't have the crazily split slate. Uh, we have a pretty typical slate of games for Thursday. There's three early ones we get to ignore, um, and then it looks like eight games. But, uh, Matt, was there anything that stuck out to you from Wednesday's baseball action? Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Sean Rodriguez had himself a four RBI night. I missed that, but good pick. I like that pick. If you if you took him, that probably went well for you because I doubt he was that popular. Yeah. Yeah. Good call hope. there. Uh, we were wrong on a player in a big way that we you know have to do our check in and discuss on. James Shields won a game. James Shields went six and two thirds, allowed one run, struck out five twins, and they eventually won nine to six. Uh, a lot of one earned run. Do you know what the one earned run was? No, I didn't watch it at all. I just oh, saw. I just saw that he won. It was a solo homer in the in against the first batter of the game. Really? Yes. <laughs> uh, let a, a lead off go and then settled in. Well, uh, that's still good. That's still good. But yeah, close to having a, a scoreless one. But still, uh, are you? So, what are you taking away from this? That he looks a little bit better, or just that it's the twins being the twins? <sighs> Hard to say. I, I, he appeared to throw more strikes. Yeah. So I feel like he, I feel like he has to absolutely be better than he's been. I don't know if I'm like all the way back on, but wouldn't it surprise me if he all of a sudden was like a four point five ERA pitcher going forward? You know, of an eleven ERA pitcher. Yeah, but if, I mean four point five is bad. But if you like, if that was what you were getting from here forward, he'd be a member of the White Sox rotation. It'd be okay, right? Suppose. Yeah. Still not exciting, but far from worthless. I don't know. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on him. It's good to see that he, you know, can win ball games at times. Just needs to face the Twins more. Any other uh, things from Wednesday that stuck out to you? No, I think I think we should get to the picks. Okay. Uh, before we do jump into Thursday, though, we definitely want to talk about our friends over at SeatGeek, who help us keep the lights on here. Uh, our sponsor here at, at Fangraphs, all the podcasts here on Fangraphs, SeatGeek.com. Um, if you want to buy tickets or sell tickets to uh, specifically baseball events, but but definitely anything else, if you want to catch a game, go to a concert, any sort of show, uh, go check out SeatGeek.com, obviously the website, but also on your mobile device, whether it's Android or iPhone, you can download it. Uh, go get go get SeatGeek and look through, and the best thing about it is it will show you the final price up front, so you don't have any, like, secret charges or hidden fees or you get surprised when you go to check out like this the prices are right there and they also have grades on them there's a bunch of metrics uh which is pretty neat to tell you like oh this is a a good price on the ticket for this event based on what's selling around it or tell you oh this isn't a great price so it makes it really easy to browse and and know what you're going to pay and whether you're getting a deal and uh the best part is that as sponsors of our show here at field of streams they give us our own promo code for you guys if you put in streams in the promo code box, they'll give you 20 bucks off your first ticket that you buy with them, which is pretty cool, a uh, pretty good opportunity to try it out. So if you're listening and you've never tried SeatGeek, but you like baseball or any other sports or you like going to events or anything, sometimes I like to look at it just to see what's going on. And I see stuff I didn't know I wanted to go see until I see it. So use the code streams. They'll give you 20 bucks right off that uh, price they're showing you up front, which is pretty cool. And it helps us out. Uh, helps you out. Everybody's happy. So thanks to uh, SeatGeek 
for helping us do this. Um, anyway, looking at Thursday's games, uh, Matt, you know what stuck out to me though? This is kind of in the news, news, uh, but looking ahead. Um, did you hear that the Giants are not going to use a DH in Oakland on Thursday? Madison Bumgarner is starting on the mound, and they said, don't need a DH, just going to let him hit. They're foregoing a DH. First time a team has done that since 1976. Did you, did you see this, Matt? I saw it. It's, I, like, the initial reaction is, oh, they're being clever, that's neat. But honestly, it's not good. It's bad. I mean, he's batting 175 this year. He's a career 182 hitter. I think this is all around just a statement on the Giants bench, right? I think Sorin needs to tell Madison Bumgarner to shut up and pitch. I mean, do you think it's his decision? Do you think he went to the manager and it's like, hey, put me in. I want to hit. I, I, I see DH. that happening. I have no inside knowledge of it, but yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You would, well, then, you know, criticism there for letting him speak up and make the lineup decision. I don't know. It. it I like seeing interesting managing decisions in general, but... I'm not sure I'm ready to applaud this one. It's it's not boring, but I don't know that it's a good call. The point is the Giants are just banged up so bad, though, that that's a that's a bad sign on the bench. I mean, you think, oh, just put Trevor Brown in there or something, but they don't want to tie up their second catcher. Or, I don't know. Uh, it that's, that's not DFS relevant, really, at all, either, other than, you know, maybe a little less run support for him. Um, but they're also going up against Dylan Overton. Maybe it's just like a cocky thing. Like, we have Madison Bumgarner against Dylan Overton. We don't need the DH. Uh, that's how the Giants feel, even though they had a rough couple games. Um, anyway, big picture for the slate. Like I said, there's three early games we can totally ignore. AJ Griffin going to Yankee Stadium to get Michael Pineda. Uh, Tommy Malone getting Carlos Rodon against the White Sox in Chicago. And then Kenta Maeda gets Zach Davies, which is actually kind of a fun matchup. Um, in Milwaukee, between mm. those two guys. We're ignoring them. Uh, we're getting these eight games in the evening. Uh, so, Matt, at catcher, what are you thinking uh, in the later slate of the day? Okay. I kind of like Matt Wieters versus Tywin Walker. Okay. Yeah, I, I wrote that down. Uh, I had less catches than I thought I would, um, so I don't love it, but I think it's definitely an option in this slate. Mm-hmm. Except uh, Giants catcher versus Dylan Overton. Okay, whichever one gets in. We're going to assume it's Buster Posey. I'm going to assume it's Buster Posey, yeah, but if, if it happens to be Trevor Brown, I'm okay with it, too. Yeah, Dylan Overton is a lefty, uh, so I especially like that, too. Yeah, and both Giants cancers, right-handed. Yeah. And Erickson Sal Perez versus Mike Leake. Uh, yeah, I wrote that down, too. You must have influenced me, because, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I was down on Sal Perez before last week or so when you brought him up, and then I was like, yeah, okay, I could see that. Against Mike Leake, why not? Uh, Mike Leake's cooling off a little bit lately, so it'll be fine. Um, the only name I wrote down that you didn't might be my favorite pick, actually. Wilson Ramos gets a lefty in Brandon Finnegan. Are you, are you feeling that at all? And the Reds' bullpen? I feel, yeah. All right. I, I should have had that written down. I didn't. I Brandon Finnegan's kind of competent, but it's still a lefty. Write it down. Yeah, it's a, it's a lefty in the Reds' bullpen. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I think Wilson Ramos should be fine there. Um, Brandon Finnegan, three eight three ERA, which is pretty good for a Reds pitcher, but I, I trust Wilson Ramos there. Actually, if you look deeper in the numbers, it's kind of smoke and mirrors. It, sh- it should be a lot higher. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think thumbs up for Wilson Ramos there. How about at first base, Matt? Where are you thinking of going at first base? Uh, first base? Okay. I had, I had a bunch of names, like usual. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's sort of expensive. Uh, Miguel Cabrera versus Chico Odorizzi. 
Yep, he's hitting righties real well this year. He is, and Odorizzi Trello's going to trade, so they kind of marry each other. Yep, that's a good good place for that. Mm-hmm. Cardinals first baseman versus Chris Young. Uh, yeah, it's been Brandon Moss mostly lately, but uh, I, whoever gets in. Chris Young has been a homer machine in a bad way. Mm. Uh, is trying to set some records in that way. It's it's not good. Oh, he's so, trying to, Dylan. Uh, the performance is bearing that out. Um, so any Cardinals hitter with some power, I am in. That includes the first baseman. Mm-hmm. All right, down. I have Eric Hosmer versus Mike Leake. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, if you can take Salvador Perez, you can certainly take Eric Hosmer. Uh, Justin Bohr versus Mike Fultonevich. I really like that, honestly. Actually. Yeah. Uh, he likes to hit righties, and Fultonevich struggles with lefties, so I'm all in there. And last, I have Carlos Santana versus Ari Dickey. Totally fine with that, too. You Are those the only five names you have? No, I could go deeper, but oh. I, those are five names I would like to play. Those are the five I wrote down. We have the same five. Uh, oh. I, I agree. I think those, that's the best range there um, for at first base, so I, I agree across the board. Oh. How about second base? I had another five names. How'd you do there? I had four. Okay, who do you got? Okay, starting with uh, Matt Carpenter versus Chris Young. Sure, absolutely. Again, a great hitter and a struggling pitcher, so I'm all in there. Okay, Robinson Cano versus Chris Tillman. Yeah, I wrote that. Tillman has been pretty all right this year, but Robinson Cano has been incredible. Yeah, and Tillman, he does, in fact, have a bit of a split against lefties, and mm-hmm. Cano crushes righties, so yeah, makes sense. Uh, Derek Dietrich getting Mike Fultonevich. Sure, why not? I, and- I, I'm in that. And Jason Kipnis getting Ari Dickey. I had all four of those guys. We're, we're matching up a lot of places, so I like all those. The only guy I wrote down that you did not is uh, I have Brandon Phillips getting Gio Gonzalez. Gio has really struggled lately, and I like Brandon Phillips as a cheap option. There's, there's a number of reds I like, but uh, a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed, and good place in the batting order of a team that is relatively underrated at the plate. So um, I would consider Brandon Phillips getting a lefty in Gio. Mostly because Gio's been bad. Third base, I had six names. How'd you do it third base, Matt? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, I have Eugenio Suarez getting Gio Gonzalez. Yes, I like that a lot. I like yeah. that a lot more than Brendan Phillips. Sure, as you should. Um, Jose Ramirez getting Ari Dickey. I didn't write it down, but I'm okay with it. The Indians apparently cannot be beaten. Uh, they've been awesome. Mm. Um, Chris Bryant getting Steven Matz. You consider him picking against Steven Matz and the bone spur in his elbow? <sighs> At least with Chris Bryant, right? Yeah. Again, I, my concern is that he gets scratched from the start, honestly. I mean, then Chris Bryant would be just fine. But Against, yeah, yeah you know, Mets pitcher X. It's but, not like they're going to be like, oh, Matt's is out. We're starting Syndergaard now. Like, I, I think that... <laughs> Probably not, no. Yeah. But I, I, my, my concern is that Steven Matz wouldn't, wouldn't would, you know, is, is going to wake up feeling something in the elbow and need to go to the DL for months. These uh, Mets pitchers, him and Syndergaard, are like, yeah, 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 bone spurs, but I'm fine. First, they're like, no, no, nothing, no, I'm fine. They're like, okay, maybe there's bone spurs, but actually, I'm fine. And I feel like if we were any other team, we wouldn't be as alarmed, but because it's the Mets, it's like, oh my goodness, here we go, right? Yes. So I think that there's not a ton of faith uh, in that medical staff, uh, unfortunately. So hopefully they're okay, but if I am a fantasy owner of either of those guys, I'm a little worried. Um, mm. That said, can pick Chris Bryant there. Um, I have Kyle Seeger getting Chris Tillman. I feel mm-hmm. like if you like Cano, uh, Kyle Seeger would be okay too. Not not nearly as, as good, but still competent. Um, how about Johnny Peralta getting Chris Young? It's righty on righty. It's not quite it's not quite where you want to be. 
but it, it's not it's not perfect. I'm just I'm I'm totally stacking against Chris Young. I think. Right. I I would prefer stacking against Chris Young with lefties because he's he's awful against left-handed bats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I mean Javier Baez, whether you have him as a Matt likes to write him as a shortstop, I I like that. Uh, but also third base or mm. wherever he's playing, I think you also in there uh with him against Steven Matz, or are you also hesitating? I su- yeah, I suppose I'm in the, with I I would be. I I, I kind of steer clear from this just because I, I don't think Steven Matz is, should be starting. Yeah, who knows what's actually going to happen. Yeah. Um, question marks are, are troublesome. Um, the only other name I had at third base is Anthony Rendon getting Brandon Finnegan, um, getting getting a lefty. And he's he's been disappointing again this year, but not terrible. He's been okay this month, and he can definitely hit lefties, so... I'm taking him against uh, Finnegan and the Reds bullpen. Uh, did you have any third baseman I didn't mention? First on Nick Castellanos versus Jake Odorizzi. I'm totally fine with that, too, actually. Uh, likes to get righties, and like you said, that's a weakness for Odorizzi. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's definitely an option. A lot of options at third base. Mm-hmm. Um, how about shortstop? I only had four names. How'd you do there? I had three. Okay. Who'd you got? Okay, starting with the obvious Francisco Lindor versus Ari Dickey. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Kozark versus Gio. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my cheap pick of the day. Okay. Danny Espinosa versus Brandon Finnegan. I'm fine with that as a cheap pick, actually. Mm. I'm I'm willing to pick plenty of uh, nationals there. Should be just fine. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, the not cheap pick of the day is Manny Machado getting Taiwan Walker. And Taiwan Walker is competent, but Manny Machado is crazy good. And I don't think there's you know a reason you have to stay away. Um, I also wrote Oledmus Diaz getting Chris Young. That's a righty, and so Matt's a little less pumped about it, but I, mm-hmm. I think he has the power to run into one, too. Um, not ideal, but doable. There are options at shortstop. I like that Espinosa cheap pick, though. That's that's a, definitely a viable one at a mm-hmm. position where it's not bad to punt. Matt, how'd you do in the outfield? I don't have that many names in the outfield, actually. I've got a fair number. I've, I've got choices. <laughs> okay. What are you thinking? It's not like I have, like, three guys written down. No, these are the only three. <laughs> I have eight. Which is not a ton, but definitely enough to pick. But a bit more than eight. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with the two stacks I kind of like. I like the Nationals lefty stack. Or sorry, the Nationals righty stack against Brandon Finnegan with yep. Jason Worth and Michael Taylor. I had both of them. I like them a lot. Michael Taylor's overall line looks bad. He's crushing lefties. That's he really is. Yeah. That's what he can do. So mm-hmm. I, I'm playing him with confidence. Agreed. Uh, and uh, Mariners lefties versus Chris Tillman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Seth Smith and Leonis Martin. Correct. Yeah, I- I'm fine with that. Yeah, if you want to exploit Tillman that way. He's had some ping-pong and splits over the years, but uh, that is what it's looking like right now, and I'm, I'm fine with it. He's been kind of a different pitcher at different times over the years. So, uh, yeah, no, I like those guys, and I, I like the Mariners offense to be okay. Mm-hmm. Except the, the single guys I got on my list, I have Adam Duvall versus Gio. I had that too. He's coming on stronger against lefties lately, and yes. Gio's just been so bad. So, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Saunders versus Carlos Carrasco. Don't love it, but lefty and righty. If you're going to attack Carrasco, it's going to be with lefties. Sure. Yeah, I didn't write any Blue Jays down, but I, I do trust Michael Saunders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Nakin versus Ari Dickey. Yeah, yeah. He's a as long as they keep falling in, and they are. He, he's a totally fine pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Francoeur versus William Chen. Yes, crazy OPS against lefties this year. I, don't I mean, that's crazy. Been his one. Not crazy. Better than what you think. When I looked it up, it was 820. Yeah, it was 93 uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 
It's the nobody else is gonna pick him, and that's the skill he has left, and he gets Wei and Chen. So I, I'm totally fine with that, honestly. So Christian Yelch versus Michael Tanevich. Absolutely, I love that one too. My cheap guys, I have Mac Williamson one more time versus Dylan Overton. Yep, getting a lefty, absolutely. He he didn't do much sadly on on Wednesday, but he did draw two walks. So there you go. That's that's something. Got into the game too, which is nice. Sadly, he won't be allowed to DH. Yeah, yeah, too busy. Probably too busy playing. That team is so banged up. But yeah, uh, I like that pick again. I think that's a good place to go. And last, I wrote down Hinsu Kim versus Taiwan Walker. Sure. He's, you know, he's working to a job of planning against righties a fair amount. So, yeah, yeah I like that. And um, honestly, Walker, he's got goofy platoon splits. He he gives up way more home runs against lefties, and he's actually mm-hmm. walked more lefties. Yeah. But he's got some weird Babbitt thing where it's, it's like, suppressing his numbers. like and But it's, like, inflated against righties, but deflated against lefties. Ah, that's weird. That might be so, sample size stuff, but that's weird. Actually, it's it's a pretty equal sample size, believe it or not. What, uh, 147 at-bats against lefties, 149 at-bats against righties. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on there, but you're, you're totally fine with Hyun Kim getting him. Personally, I would prefer to pick, I think, I think I'd prefer to go with the power and the walks yeah. than the, the batting average. What about, uh, so so you stand away from Mark Trumbo against Tywan Walker? Right-hand <sighs> bat? Probably, am I staying away? Probably not. Am right. I, I, Not I think, loving it, but it could be okay. I think I'd rather go with Hensu. You know, I'd rather go with the lefty than the righty against yeah. Walker. Even though the split is towards the righty, I'm not buying it as much. That makes sense. I can see that. I, I'm fine with both, but uh, but I see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the only outfielder I had that you didn't mention, and just if you want to go with any of the Cardinals, getting Chris Young, they're mostly right-handed in that outfield. They're all right-handed. Uh, Colton Wong's out there. If you want to think of him, you would play him at second, I think, before you toss him. Yeah, if you can. Um, I trust Piscotti and Holiday again. I, I'm ready to pick on on Chris Young, but if you prefer a lefty, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. In the outfield, you could get a sneaky like lefty mashing outfield with like Michael Taylor. And Mac Williamson and Jeff Francoeur. And it won't cost you much of anything. And then you could go put like Machado and like Cano and Miggy and Chris Bryant. Like you could do a cheap outfield, I feel like, and, and try and get a homer or two. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I really, yeah, I think that, that, that would be a, a smart way to go, I think, kind of deal like yeah. today. Without that, that many great outfield options. Yeah, you don't get the pun outfield that that often, but no. that could be interesting. It's, I don't even think it's a pun. I think you're, you're, you're playing, you, you have the advantage. Yep. Um, and then how about pitching? I didn't have a ton of options, but definitely enough to pick from. Uh, right. Who sticks out to you on the slate of where you might actually go uh, in DFS at pitching? You know, it's a tough matchup. I still like Carlos Carrasco. He's awesome. He's just too good to... I mean, he's not an ace, but he gets the strikeouts and pitches well enough that I'm considering him in most matchups as well, including this one. Yeah, next up, uh, I think John Lackey, you know, I, I love this matchup for him. I don't... I don't you know, the, the Mets are so banged up that... Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't really see it. You know, if if he doesn't, you know, go seven innings with you know the handful of strikeouts and very few runs allowed, I'd be impri- I would be surprised. Yeah, uh, I don't like Lackey as much as Carrasco. Of course, I think Carrasco's better Obviously. and Lackey's pretty good. But the matchup is so much better going yeah. to the Mets instead of going to the Blue Jays. I like that more. Um, the Mets on Wednesday: Granderson, Walker, Cespedes. Okay, Loney. Cabrera, Kelly Johnson, okay, Nimo Rivera. 
Verrett. Like, all right, that kind of falls off a cliff there. That's, that's a rough infield. The the first three, Granderson, Walker, Cespedes, are major league hitters, like totally. And I don't, yeah, Loney Cabrera, Johnson, Nimmo, Rivera. Like it, yeah, I think that John Lackey's going to be totally fine. That's a big thumbs up for me. Similarly, uh, Jordan Zimmerman, who's cooled off a little bit since his hot start, but he goes to Tampa Bay, right header in Tampa Bay. I, I'm all in with that. Do you like that? I'm okay with it, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't love it just because I don't think he's going to strike out enough guys to really matter. But sure, I, I, I agree. If you, the, if, you the... win hunt, if you win hunting, that's an expensive win to hunt for, I think. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think he'll. You should put up good ratios, but the ceiling is not there at all. No. But on the flip side, would you consider Odorizzi against Tigers, or they just have too many good righties? Probably not. No. Too many good righties. Strikeouts, but that's trouble. Bumgarner gets Oakland. He can slug his way to a win if he wants. There's a narrative around it. Whatever. The, Oakland's a little bit better against lefties, but he's still good enough that you don't care, right? Accurate, yes. Yeah, that's that's a if you want to pay for an ace, there's no hesitation on Bumgarner. Um, after that, the only other two I really liked in that later slate is Chris Tillman and Taiwan Walker. Both have kind of tough matchups, but are also pitchers of promise. Would you consider either of them? Probably not. No. You don't want either of them. I would. I think they're both good enough that I would at least consider. Uh, but uh, but not. I wish they had better matchups. I don't. Um, really love Helen Walker versus the Baltimore offense. I don't really love Chris Tillman versus the Seattle offense. I think Walker has a good ceiling because uh, he can get strikeouts and the Orioles can with plenty. So uh, if things break right for him, and they can, he has those good outings. You could see, you know, eight innings, nine strikeouts or something. Um, but upside, wait, but risk. Wait, 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 say that again? I said eight innings, nine strikeouts. Do you want to amend that? No. Why? What's wrong with that outing? Well, I think you think he's going to throw eight innings and get nine strikeouts? I think he can do that. You don't think he can do that? I don't, I'm don't. i not sure his Achilles will allow him to. I think he'll be okay. I, I, I think he can be okay. He definitely has those outings in him. He Every once in a while shows up and, and things click right. He remembers how much talent he has. On June 8th, he went eight innings, 11 strikeouts against the Indians. He threw okay. How do you do on June 14th? June 14th, so sometimes bad one shows up. He went to Tampa Bay against those righties. He gave up two homers. How do you do June 19th? <laughs> five scoreless innings with seven. No, three strikeouts, pardon me. Against yeah. Boston. Against Boston. He's a very inconsistent guy, but I think he has a ceiling, and it makes him... Uh, like, you want Jordan Zimmerman in your, like, 50-50s in cash games, and you want Taiwan Walker in your GPPs, because if he shows up, uh, it could be a lot of points. What kind of cheap pitchers are you thinking then uh, in that evening slate? Like, are you considering Steven Matz, or are you just kind of scared away? No, no, do not consider Steven Matz. I don't trust it for, at all. I I would be surprised if he makes it through warm-up, honestly. Yeah, worried about what's going on there. Uh, I mean, you could take Wei-Yin Chen in Atlanta. I, I'm okay with that, honestly. If you win hunting, I think that could be a cheap win. Yeah, he uh, Atlanta's bad enough that it's not going to shock anybody if he comes out of there pitching just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, only other one is what? Mike Leak getting the Royals? And I'm okay with that, too, again, if you're win hunting. The ultimate boring pitcher, win hunting guy. But if he goes five, six innings, two runs, and they beat up on Chris Young, which they will may, there's a win there. So if you want to go cheap, Wayne Chan or Mike Leak, I suppose. But there are definitely studs to pick from in Carrasco, Lackey, uh, Bumgarner. Matt, was there anything else from Thursday that stuck out to you? Pitching-wise, no. I think we yeah. ran it down pretty well. Uh, so in our Field of Streams picks, we're pretty limited. Zach Davies... Uh, 51% owned. Mm. So, not, not available. Wei Yin Chen, 52% owned. 
Also, also frustrating. The only names I came up with, and I can check some numbers for you if you have any others, but uh, Brandon Finnegan going to Washington, you could consider, even though you, you're on the record of thinking he's smoking mirrors. I think it's Mike Leake getting the Royals. Uh, he, he is eligible, and I think that is where we got to go, unless, uh, yeah, unless there's somebody else that sticks out to you at all. No, I think it's Mike Leake. It's Mike Leake. Yeah, we, Zach Davies would have been an interesting play. Mike Leake, 45% on, but yeah, Zach Davies... Wei and Chen, both barely not eligible for our contest. Uh, We're not interested in Tommy Malone at all against the White Sox, are we? Uh, you might be. Tommy Malone used to be a kind of interesting guy, but there's not even strikeouts there to be excited No, about. there really isn't. There's just nothing. Yeah. He used to have, years ago, the cool home road splits, like when he was with Oakland and was great at home, but yeah. that was years yeah. and years ago. Turned into Sandy Koufax in, in Oakland and... Yeah. And couldn't pitch on the road. No. Um, so yeah, we're we're kind of stuck with Mike Leake as the safe-ish ish pick on Thursday. Um, but yeah, that should about do it for us. Matt, you got any cool uh, plans this weekend? Fourth of July on Monday. You doing anything leading up to that? Cool plans. This week. I'm planning on, on probably taking the wife out to a movie. Yeah. Okay. Sounds all right. Um, on Fourth of July or this weekend? This weekend. I don't know if we're Fourth of July. Pardon my train is back as well as we're as we're getting done here. Episode um, three. Yeah, Matt and I will do a show on Monday, uh, for Fourth of July. We might keep it short, but we'll do a show for Monday. Oh, of course, yeah, no, it's, it's I I honestly I always kind of look forward to the holiday nights just because I'm home more often than not, and you know it's it's like literally baseball all day. Like the first first game ten o five a.m. Central Time, last game eight ten p.m. Central Time. Yeah, there's tons. So we will uh, we will run that down. We'll we'll be here on Monday uh, for sure. So, so I I can start my day with Junior Guerra and end my day with Eric Johnson. That'll be fun. Um, on Friday, this upcoming Friday, Brad and I are doing our, our live show on Friday morning. Um, we're going to be joined by Matt Hunter, who's the guy who runs Sabersim, also writes oh, photographs that uh, he puts together Sabersim, and so he's going to come probably use Sabersim to make some DFS picks, and you can do that too. I know Brad writes about Saberson a lot, so that's live at 8 a.m. West Coast time, 11 a.m. East Coast time uh, this Friday morning. If you want to come, we have a chat. You can ask us questions. We literally answer live on air in the podcast. And uh, if you don't do that, uh, the podcast will go up as normal that afternoon anyway for Friday's games. But we do that Friday, so it's been fun. Um, yeah, that should do it for Matt and I, though. Uh, Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. And yeah, good luck with your picks tomorrow, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.